Welcome to the Beach Grove United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. We are a church located in Suffolk, Virginia. Each week we post our sermons from our Sunday morning worship service. Sermon notes are linked in the podcast notes below, and you can go and open them right now and follow along as you listen to the message. Our current series is called Prayer Rocks, where we are exploring the power of breakthrough prayer, as well as some breakthrough prayers that we can all pray to call upon God to move and shake in our own spiritual life. I hope you enjoyed this week's sermon, and don't forget to stay connected. You can go and like our Facebook page, our Instagram account, subscribe to our YouTube channel, all of which are linked in the podcast notes below. Please make sure you subscribe and rate and review this podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message, and please don't forget to share it with others. Our lesson this morning is from Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? This is the word of God for the children of God. Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be holy and pleasing to you, that through your word for us this day, we would grow closer to you, know you more, and come to you with our persistence. In your son's name we pray. Amen. I invite you to take out your notes page. If you are joining us online, there is a link in the description on this YouTube video to uh, the notes page for you to follow along. Uh, Since there are, uh, what is it, five verses, you have the entirety of the scripture. I do invite you, uh, for those of you who are here, you do have some pencils in the pews. If you want to write Matthew 7, I uh, forgot to put that part in. So that is Matthew 7, 7 through 11 is your scripture this morning. And then as always, your uh, little bit of outline that you have there of my sermon. Unfortunately, uh, because I'm going to ramble on for about 30 or 40 minutes today, you don't have any white space. No, I'm just kidding. There's just so much juice in this sermon. Uh, But I encourage you, find that white space in there. Use your uh, bulletin if you uh, have any other thoughts that pop into your mind or any other takeaways that you have from this sermon You know, to this point in our Breakthrough Prayer series, in fact, uh, this is the final week of this series, we have been looking at a variety of prayers, types of prayers that we can pray to, uh, we'll say, enhance our prayer life. The prayers that we can pray that help us to uh, make an impactful difference in our spiritual and prayer life as we approach God. We use these prayers to engage in that relationship. But here's the cool thing. As we have explored these prayers, and if you haven't noticed up to this point, you will see that not only have we explored these prayers, these four in this week, five prayers, but each one of these prayers that we have looked at holds within it an aspect and a nature of what it means to pray. 
In our first week, we looked at prayer as a manner of spiritual growth and maturity. And we found not only a prayer for spiritual growth and maturity, but we found that in prayer in general should be a way to encounter God on our road towards sanctification or Christian perfection. In the second week, we looked at breakthrough prayer as a prayer, we looked at the breakthrough prayer of comfort. And in that, we explore the nature in which prayer in general is seen as an act of comforting, in which we sit in the presence of God, not only praying a prayer of comfort, but being comforted by the very nature of prayer. In the third week, we explored the prayer of illumination, prayer of lighting around us, and in so doing, reminded us, reminded ourselves the role that prayer plays in enlightening our own spiritual journeys as we go along God's path. And last week, we looked at the prayer of holy surrender, and we saw that not only can we pray this prayer of holy surrender, but the very act of prayer itself is an act of surrender. And again, just as in each of these prayers, we are not only learning a new breakthrough prayer, but we are looking at an aspect of prayer in general. And when we are looking, and when we come into these times in our lives where we experience challenge and obstacles, there is no greater prayer than we can pray than this prayer. But also, also that it's not just that this prayer, but there is no greater way that we can pray pray than the mindset that this prayer, breakthrough prayer, offers for us. And so yet again, we have a prayer that not only teaches us a prayer that we can pray, but it teaches us how we pray. And so we dive into our prayer today, and we look in Matthew chapter 7, and we see Jesus talking to the crowd, and he gives these instructions that give the bounds for our breakthrough prayer today. Look with me for a second in verse 7 there. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. And friends, I wish I had put the New Living Translation version of this, because in the New Living Translation it says, keep asking, keep searching, keep knocking. Sue Kibbe calls this the pickaxe prayer. Now, I know what you may be thinking. This, Pastor, this seems like a fairly aggressive title for a breakthrough prayer. A pickaxe prayer? I'm not a fire marshal trying to knock down a door to get in an apartment building to put a fire out. But think about it for a second, friends. Think about the intention that this prayer is putting forth. Rather than an aggressive or an aggress a prayer of aggression, think of it as a prayer of persistence. You see, I love the way that Kibby opens up talking about this prayer. She talks about her time as a little child sitting in her home, and off in the distance with the open window, she hears a of a woodpecker on a tree. How many of y'all are familiar with that sound? Of a woodpecker on a tree. How, how long can a woodpecker peck a tree? There's a, there's a tongue twister in there somewhere, right? How long could a woodpecker peck if a woodpecker could peck wood? That was impressive, actually. That was impressive. And I often think to myself, and I thought to myself as I read this chapter, I said, man, a woodpecker prayer. A woodpecker prayer, a prayer that never ceases, a prayer that never stops, a prayer that comes with the same persistence and tenacity that a woodpecker goes after a piece of bark, a prayer that in the midst of what may feel like challenges and obstacles, we continue to pray. 
And so encompassing the manner of prayer found in this, in this verse, Matthew 7, 7, is this nature of persistence. This, mat- this nature of continually praying. And in fact, when Kibby talks about this prayer, she says, it is a go-to prayer of choice when facing a particular challenge, a decision, or situation that has no obvious immediate solution to apply or path to take. Right? I mean, this feels like a place that we are a lot. Amen? I mean, I, I mean, there are a lot of times where I feel challenged. There are a lot of times when I feel there are obstacles in front of me. And as we can hopefully see, as we begin to unpack and look at this manner of prayer, it speaks to that persistence and tenacity. And this is a prayer that is modeled after that never give up attitude that we are called to have as Christians. It is a prayer of never giving up. And therefore, in the same respect, a reliance that in the midst of God's calling, in the midst of God's purpose, we know that God will lead and guide us, that God will show us, that God will step in front of us, friends, that God will answer questions, that God will help us find, that God will open doors for us. And when there is resistance, we pray. When we meet challenges, we pray. When we have questions, we pray. This is what it means to pray this breakthrough prayer. But here, again, it is important to note the manner and relation of our discussion last week. Because I think for many of us, it could be very easy for us to begin to pray, ask, seek, knock. It could be very easy for us to pray this pickaxe prayer, and yet, are we praying it in a manner in which we have already surrendered to God, or do we continually ask for things that we want, right? How many of us pray to win the lottery? Just me? Okay. All right. Well, good to know. Good to know. Good to know. You're going to have a very rich pastor one day. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, I don't play the lottery. And it's not, you know, that much money would be nice, but really it also caused problems. <laughs> but really, how much, but really, how much do we come, might come at a breakthrough prayer like this with our own ambitions in mind? How often when we ask for something, are we asking for something that we may want rather than what God wants? And so we are reminded, even in the midst of this breakthrough prayer, one that is of tenacity and persistence, that there is still a nature of surrender. We are reminded that in prayer, in breakthrough prayer especially, we are surrendering to God's plan, God's will, God's desire. And so we are encouraged in praying this pickaxe prayer to do so in times not when we have resistance from God. We don't pray this prayer when there is resistance from God because that that can teach us a whole different lesson. But instead, resistance we experience as we seek to live out God's desires for us. As we seek to live out God's desires for us. Think about it for a moment. When you have felt that God had called you to do something, truly called you to do something, it was right there in front of you. And yet in the midst of all that, all that you saw were obstacles and closed doors. Does that mean that God did not call you to do that said thing? In lighting the way, and now all of a sudden it feels like you are just standing still? Calling into question the very call that God has given to you. 
And to be clear, there is a role of discernment that this prayer can play because the door that God may open for you may go down a different path. And yet, in the midst of this prayer, is seeking for God's answers to be made known. Reiterating this understanding of surrender and that praying this breakthrough prayer may open the floodgates for what God is calling us to do. You know, I think about my first few years in ministry and I think about what they were like because Friend, I had this great and this magnificent plan of how ministry would go. I, I had it all planned out. I had, a, I had a five-year plan of what my first handful of years of ministry looked like. I was going to become an associate pastor for a few years while I navigated the ordination process of the United Methodist Church. And then I would go off and proudly and, and greatly serve a church on my own after I had had some time to learn at the hands and feet of a mentor and those who were smarter than I was. I had it all planned out. And, and y'all know what happens with our own plans, right? And that plan lasted about 36 hours. Because on a Tuesday, I got a call from my DS saying, Andrew, we're going to appoint you as an associate pastor. And I was like, yippee! And then 36 hours later, see, this is also, this is why we don't answer calls from our district superintendent. Any pastors listening to this, if that district superintendent calls you, don't pick up that phone. Sun Young, if you're listening, you're a great DS. Thank you. 36 hours later, get a call. Andrew, that one fell through. We're going to put you at a nice little two-point charge in Dinwiddie County. Now, who knows where Dinwiddie County is? I did after I got appointed there. And friends, I felt like I was being thrown into the fire. Now, there was no questioning that I was called to be a pastor. And yet, each and every day felt like a new obstacle. I was learning things. And, and yes, I had mentors and I had colleagues who were around me who surrounded me with prayer and, and guidance. But I wanted that mentor who was right there, whose office was like right down the hall from mine so I could go there. Not that my church was three miles from where my office was or six miles in the other direction. And I wish, I just wish I had the knowledge of this prayer. Now, I'm not saying I didn't pray prayers like this, but I just, the knowledge of this prayer. To sit there in that contemplative and meditative state and to ask and to seek and to find that in the, spa- that in the face of spiritual adversity, letting those words go to God. Lord, I know you have called me to this place. And yet, Lord, open the doors for me that I may do the work that you are calling me to do here. And again, when we are fully sold into this understanding of breakthrough prayer, when we make them a part of our prayer ritual, amazing and groundbreaking things happen. Because when we ask and we seek and we knock, friends, God will open the doors for us. It's the cool thing about this breakthrough prayer. It's the cool thing about breakthrough prayer in general. Is it works on so many different levels. One, it, when we pray these breakthrough prayers, it changes our own mindset. We become more attuned to where God is calling us. And secondly, it creates within it this understanding of breakthrough prayer, these short, to-the-point prayers that then leave that m- space open for meditation, for contemplation, in which we may truly seek 
Kibbe has this poem written in her written uh, in, in this chapter. Tenacity is essential to power in prayer. The life must knock while the lips ask and the heart seeks. This commitment accentuated by the fact that our prayer life is never done. Never do we cease being prayers, and never, nor should we ever consider our prayers to cease. Jesus tells us in this passage that when we pray in this way, right, when we do this pickaxe prayer, when we ask, seek, and knock with tenacity and persistence, that God will hear us and that we will receive find, and the doors will be opened. Why? Because God loves us. Because God cares about us. Because when we pray, God listens. And it tells us even more so in that respect that God loves us. We ask, we seek, we knock. And yes, there is work that we must do in that, right? This is not just completely sitting back and thinking that if we just ask, that it's just going to happen, right? It takes, sometimes seeking, sometimes seeking takes more than just asking. It takes more than just that vocalized prayer. Sometimes it takes corporate worship. Sometimes it takes fellowship conversation. Sometimes it takes reading and understanding, not just scripture, our own tradition. Sometimes it takes conversation with those in our churches and outside of our churches. But how can we expect God to open the doors for us if we are just going to sit around? Now, many of us not, may not pray to win the lottery, and you don't have to raise your hand because I don't want to call anybody out, but how many of us have ever prayed that there would be more people in pews in this church? And do we just expect them to magically come? Because if I could pray that next Sunday 50 new people would come, it would make the SPRC's a lot, job a lot easier when it comes to evaluating how effective our pastor is. Oh, we just need to pray for 50 more people. They'll come, right? It doesn't just magically happen. But there is that work that we do in the world. Friends, we need to find the people. We need to know and understand who they are. We need to know and understand what they are yearning for. We need to be in relationship with them. We need to seek the answers that God is trying to give us. We must seek and find the ways in which God is calling us towards people in our community. We must seek and find ways that God is calling us to live into the vision and purpose that God has given to us. The same could be said for any ministry we participate in. Not just praying for more people in worship. Not just praying for more people in worship, but more people who will serve, who will do mission work. Praying for more discipleship in small groups. Praying for greater engagement across the board Friends, it would be a joy to see so many children in here that our walls couldn't even hold them. And yet it takes a lot more than just vocalizing that prayer. But it takes intentional discernment and spiritual discipline to listen and hear the voice of God all over the place. It's a prayer for challenges, obstacles, for when we feel spiritually stuck. And this prayer opens our minds to the understandings of how God can move us forward. And so what are you asking for? What are you seeking? And what doors are you knocking on? Let us pray.
Lord, we ask, we seek, we knock. Amen.